get your first or next 1,000 followers on Twitter by the end of this episode. So Twitter is booming again after years of user decline. And our guest today, Arvid Call, is sharing the two biggest factors that have helped him grow his Twitter account to over 50,000 followers and get more than 300 course sales on launch. So if that sounds interesting to you, keep listening. Arvid, what's up, man? Just so pumped to have you here to unpack how we can grow on Twitter, getting from zero to hopefully a thousand and beyond followers. So I know you've had an interesting journey. You've grown your personal Twitter to over 50,000 followers, which has led to course growth and course revenue, I should say, and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, but let's unpack here today. What are the two main things that people need to be focused on or thinking about as they probably spin up an old Twitter account or open up a new Twitter account and have the goals of getting to that first thousand followers? Well, one of the biggest things is to stop focusing on just tweeting, 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 like tweeting into the void, pushing content, and to really, really focus on building relationships first. So relationships, actual engagement with people comes way before you start deploying all your links to your blogs and links to your external content on Twitter. Because people won't read the things that you put there if they're not following you. So first, you need to make people actually follow you and follow you not just in clicking the little follow button, but be interested in what you have to say. And for that, you need to build an actual connection with people. And that can only happen when they see you as a real person on Twitter, not just a brand, not just like this faceless thing that is just deploying stuff into their feed, but as a person that they want to relate to. And that's where engagement starts. And that's why you should start with engagement on Twitter too. What does engagement mean to you? Like how, how does someone begin to start to build those relationships? Um, essentially, engagement to me means auditioning in front of somebody else's audience. So imagine you follow a couple really high profile people on Twitter, people with tens of thousands of followers, and they post something on Twitter, something interesting. They start a conversation or they participate in a conversation, whatever it is, and you see that happening and you go in there. And you start replying, you start actually engaging, not just with the person with the high profile Twitter account, but with all of their followers at the same time. You essentially audition yourself and your capability to help people, to support people, to be there for people right there in this conversation that is already happening. You didn't start it. You didn't put it out there, but you're joining it. You're joining all these other people. And then you engage with them. You People have questions, you give them answers. People need resources, you give them links. People want to have somebody just share the misery of the problem that they can't solve. You're there and you're helping them through it. That's what engagement is. It's just being selflessly present in a conversation, helping people without asking for anything in return. Because there is always reciprocity, but it doesn't need to happen right there and then. Building a meaningful, consistent level of relationships with people means that you will eventually see this reciprocity happen, right? If you help people day in, day out for weeks and months, at some point, they can't stop wanting to give back. And that is why engagement is so powerful, because you build a relationship where people eventually want to come to you and buy your thing or use your service or use your consulting, whatever you offer for them. They will eventually want to use that at some point, but not right at the moment where you show up. You first have to build this kind of credibility with them as somebody who is actually there to help them. And that's what engagement is about. It's like building this kind of relationship without asking for anything in return just then. So beginning to... This is going to be a really bad uh, analogy, and I guess that's kind of what I'm known for. But how do you create like this hit list of people that you want to like go after? Is there like a do you have a, an approach for doing that to find this like target market of people? 
if you want to look on Twitter to find the right people to follow, there's also a potential approach there that, that I have found for myself, and that is using Twitter lists for um, exploration of a space. Like you just need to find one great person, one great person to follow on Twitter, and you can go to Twitter, go into their profile, click the three little dots there, and click on lists of this person, and then click on lists there on, and you will see lists, gigantic lists often, of people who are exactly like this person. And all of those people come with gigantic audiences themselves. It's like one of the fastest ways to find the right people for you to follow on Twitter to then do what I earlier called the audience audition thing, right? To go and join their conversations is to look at the lists that the most high profile accounts that you know are on and then follow those lists and the other people on that list. And through that, you also get to understand more audiences and you know who you can help and how you can help them. Awesome. So you've got this, this engagement phase in the process of really like starting up your, your Twitter account to get those initial followers, build people that are like truly interested in using the law of reciprocity to get them to, you know, eventually come back and get interested in what you have to offer and ultimately follow you on, on Twitter as well. Is there another big component to growing your initial Twitter following? I guess there are two other components that I always have in mind. And one of them is empowerment. It's like helping people get more reach, helping people get their questions answered. There's really just being a kind person and amplifying other people's voices because that also builds relationships. Maybe not on the same level as a conversation does, but just retweeting somebody's tweet to your own little fledging audience, sometimes that can make a whole lot of difference to that person and they will keep in mind who helped them. That's one of those things. And the other thing is valuable content. It's really creating meaningful content that really hits home for the people that are following you. I think that this is the most challenging aspect for most people as well, or the most perceived challenging aspect, whether it's an actual challenge or not. Uh, so that creating that meaningful content, I'm sure there's a long, complicated way to do this as well. But like, if you had to give somebody an elevator pitch on here's how you create great Twitter content, what would that look like? Let me just continue right where I just was, because one of the benefits of having this audience of or following all these people who have this great audience is the moment you follow them, you see in your notifications what they're talking about and what other people want to talk about. Twitter has this constant stream of conversations that people are having right now. And all of these conversations have a theme. And whenever somebody asks a question on Twitter that other people join in and discuss, that is a potential blog post right there that you can write. If you're an expert in the field, give your opinion, write it out, put your call to action on the bottom, whatever you need to do to, to actually monetize that and put that into the conversation. Like content that is really responsive to ongoing conversations performs incredibly well because people are already talking about this. You have another opinion, another perspective that you can share with them. Perfect. You get some credibility because you were there actually talking to people. Your content gets views because it's relevant to the conversation that's happening. And people actually want to click on your whatever you have to sell because it's also relevant to the conversation that they're currently involved with. It's wonderful. Like reactive content is amazing which is kind of the opposite of how most people create content. They just write it and they put it out there and hope that somebody interacts with it. But that needs an audience of people that is willing to interact with it. Well, if they're already discussing something, they are willing to interact with it. So by catering to ongoing conversations with content immediately makes it valuable to the conversation. And that most likely also makes it meaningful to the people that are having this conversation. 
So that's kind of my approach to how I write my weekly newsletter, how I create my own podcast episodes is really just looking at what people are talking about on Twitter. And then sometimes I write something right there and then, and I post it. Sometimes I just take a note for some later point, but the conversations that are happening on Twitter are almost a hundred percent of the topics that I talk about in my podcast. And that's why people resonate with me so much because I'm always there with the things that they're currently talking about. It's kind of like crowdsourcing content, right? You're just going out there and finding what the people are talking about and leveraging that. And I think that's an amazing approach. And you can do that for literally everything, podcast, Twitter, with the content you want to create on Instagram, your YouTube videos, like all of this type of stuff. You can leverage this crowdsourcing approach to really, like you said, create content that people actually want to listen to because you see that they're conversating on it already. You just have to want to observe and listen for a while. You have to want to shut up for a minute and listen to what people are actually talking about and then take that and make it something unique for you and put it back into the conversation. So the willingness to observe and the willingness to even trace and, and track things throughout the conversation of a community, that takes some effort, right? It will take some note-taking. It will take some, you know, figuring out if that's something that you actually have something to contribute to or not, but it's super valuable. I personally do this all the time and it has not once let me down because it's always extremely useful to the ongoing conversation. Love it. And for someone that applies these kind of two key pillars, right, of crowdsourcing content ideas and putting out highly relevant content on their Twitter feed and also engaging with their these other people via, you know, searching and lists and things like that to start to create reciprocity and get people to follow them. What about some of these other features that are on Twitter, like Twitter spaces and stuff like that? How does this come into play? And maybe does it even come into the conversation right now? I think so. Like Twitter spaces are an interesting, it's, it's essentially podcasts that happen on Twitter, really, because most of the time people are quite organized in their spaces and you can find a lot of people who have a lot of spaces going on and you will probably find someone who's willing to talk to you. If you are somebody who's new to Twitter or is an expert in something but doesn't have an established Twitter account, hey, just reach out to people, DM them and talk to them. Like Twitter is one of those wonderful mediums where you're one direct message away from talking to somebody with potentially millions of followers. You just have to send the message. Most people don't send the message. So by just being there and engaging with somebody in the DM, you can create a lot of opportunity. Spaces are wonderful because not only is, do you isn't get that to... how we got connected Sorry. was a DM. I think so. Yeah, that that's the thing. It's so easy, right? You just have to ask. And honestly, I love everybody who sends me a DM because it allows me to engage with somebody I may not have talked to before. And I may learn something immediately right there and then or get an opportunity like this to be on a show of somebody who knows what they're doing. So that's really cool. And just DMs, as you just have to overcome this inhibition to talk to somebody you've never talked to before. And then a whole lot of stuff can happen. You can be invited to spaces. People might retweet your things. People might engage with your content and amplify to their own super huge audience. Make might make it viral. Although I wouldn't chase that virality as it's a two-edged sword, kind of right. It's great if somebody goes viral with a, a tweet, but then come the trolls. Then come it's get it's getting exposed to people beyond the initial audience, which might not really it might backfire. Just saying, right? Virality is great, but having a consistent stream of content that gets better and better and more amplified over time is way better than trying to go viral. Maybe that's important. That's an important thing to talk about because Twitter is all about the tweets with like millions of likes or something. Doesn't matter. The people who already follow you 
they don't need your stuff to go viral. They just want more of your stuff. And the people who might want to follow you, they don't need your stuff to go viral either. They want you to be recommended to them by somebody who's already following you. Because it, by recommendation, you get so much more credibility than by just having a hilarious tweet that gets a couple thousands of likes. That's not going to say much about you. But somebody saying, hey, this person has been posting amazing stuff for months. That's going to get you a follow that is much more relational than the one that is coming from a viral tweet. Lots of people who get viral tweets get thousands of followers, and then they lose followers over time. You don't really want that on Twitter. Yeah, probably kills their engagement. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, all super insightful stuff. So if somebody is, we talked about some great strategy and a little bit of tactics here as well. If somebody is like super interested in growing their Twitter following, like how can they learn more from you? Well, first, they can follow me on Twitter because I talk about this stuff all the time. And I also recently released a course called Find Your Following, which came from my experience on Twitter, growing my Twitter audience to what is now, I think, 53,000 followers by engaging with people. And all the tactics that I share today are in the course. I explain them there. And that's at findyourfollowing.com. But just come to Twitter. If you like what I'm doing, follow me. If you don't like it, don't follow me. You know, you have a choice. And what's your Twitter handle? Twitter handle is uh, Arvid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. That is my name. And um, yeah, you, you find me there and I spent way too much time on Twitter. That's fantastic. Yeah, and I've recently started to get more into Twitter, more from an engagement standpoint, not so much posting content at this point. And I love the fact, what we talked about, that the DMs are open for a lot of people. So you can DM people that you might not think that you could DM. So all great stuff, Arvid. And I appreciate you coming on and breaking down some of this uh, Twitter growth strategy, taking someone from uh, zero to their first thousand followers on Twitter. And appreciate you, man. Talk soon. Thanks, Ryan. Hey, before you go, real quick, real quick, take a screenshot, shoot this over to a friend. That's how we grow the show. You share it. I keep producing awesome content. Deal? Deal. Oh, and, and by the way, if you're ready to create your own content funnel, head over to contentfunnels.co and snag a time on my calendar today.